Well, today we're continuing our message series, which is called Relationships, and the title of the message today is Practice Patience. We're going to be talking about patience. So you know if we're going to be talking about patience, what's going to happen in the coming week? They're going to be tested. Uh, So get ready. But patience is an essential character trait that we need to develop in order to have healthy, growing relationships. Now, we can't talk about patience without talking about anger because really the word patience means slow to get angry. That's what patience is all about. In fact, in the Greek, uh, in the New Testament, the word for patience is macrothumia. And in this compound Greek word, the macro means long or slow, and thumia means anger or wrath. And so it means long or slow, anger or wrath. And so patience means... Uh, in our v- vernacular today, you have a long fuse, you know, I mean, you're not going to blow up right away. It takes a long time. You, you are patient. You manage your anger. The Bible talks a lot about that. Proverbs 14, 29, I'd encourage you to take out the white page in the middle of your bulletin if you have it, and it has the verses written out as well as the outline, and you can follow along there as well as on the screen. So Proverbs 14, 29 says, whoever is slow to anger, that's being patient, has great understanding, but he who has a hasty temper or a quick temper exalts folly or foolishness. And so this scripture tells us it's wise, it's a person with great understanding who learns to develop patience, but it's, it's foolish to have a hasty or quick temper. Now, an angry person, they They seem powerful. They seem like they're in control of the situation, but they don't accomplish anything that is useful or constructive. In fact, anger weakens and it can even destroy relationships. On the other hand, a patient person learns to overlook wrongs that another person does. Proverbs 19.11 says, Good sense makes one slow to anger, and it is his glory to overlook an offense. And so people with good sense work at being patient. They learn to restrain their anger. They don't blow up at every offense that somebody may commit in their presence. They have a long fuse. Now, who is the most patient person that we know? Well, it's really God himself. God is very patient. He has incredible patience to put up with people like me and you. God is very patient. If God was not patient with us, We would be long gone. You know, we have sinned. We have rebelled against him. We have insulted him. We've done wrong countless times, and yet he loves us. He's patient with us. Numbers 14, verse 18 says, the Lord is slow to anger. Here we see that phrase again, slow to anger. He's patient and abounding in steadfast love, forgiving iniquity and transgression. And so that's what God is like. And as believers, God wants us to become like him. He wants us to be slow to anger, to be patient, to be full of love, to be full of forgiveness. And so in every relationship, we often have choices to make. And one of those choices that we have to make in every relationship is, will I get angry with this person or will I be patient? And God wants us to learn to be patient. I'd like us to watch a short video which which shows us the challenges that a mom has with being patient with her children. 
and it's called Trading Faces. So I thought that was funny. But uh, <clears throat> we have a choice to make, uh, whether to put on the patient face or the angry face. And uh, God wants us to learn to be, be patient. One of the greatest challenges is being patient with those in our own homes, with our families, with those closest to us, whether it's our children, our spouses, or, or whomever. And so today we're going to look at this question, how can we grow in practicing patience? First of all, we need to be patient with others' actions, uh, the things that people actually do. Every circumstance in our life that tries our patience is really sent from God. It's designed to help us to develop this character trait of patience. Galatians 5.22 says, The fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, fruitfulness, and so on, faithfulness, and so on. So one of the fruit of the Spirit is patience. And so this fruit, the fruit of patience, grows as we learn from the Holy Spirit as we are filled with the Spirit more and more. And so the way that we begin to develop patience is to stop seeing difficult circumstances in life simply as problems. Rather, we look at the difficulties in life as opportunities to grow in our patience to become more and more like Jesus Christ. So let's, let's look to God because God really is our example of patience. We need to be patient as God is patient with our wrong actions. Now, we've already commented on how patient God is when we do wrong. And any sin that we do is first and foremost something that we do against God. Sin is an insult against God. Sin hurts God. It, it grieves his heart. And yet God is merciful. He's, he's patient. He's slow to get angry with our wrong actions. Romans 2 4 says, don't you see how wonderfully kind and tolerant and patient God is with you? Does this mean nothing to you? Can't you see that his kindness is intended to turn you from your sin? And so patience, God's patience means that he's kind with us. He's, he's tolerant with us. He gives people time to change, and, and we should too. We tend to think that we're the only perfect people in the world, and everybody else uh, we have to correct. But God wants us to be patient with those around us. Why is God patient with us? Well, this verse tells us because he wants us to change. He wants to build our relationship with him. He wants to have a strong relationship. He wants us to turn away from the wrong and turn back to him. His whole heart is to build the relationship. And that's how we ought to be as well. We also should be patient as God is patient with our lack of right action. Sometimes People don't do wrong things that hurt us. They simply don't do the right things. And they not doing the right things, the things we expect them to do, tries our patience as well. Now, people oftentimes think of sin as simply doing wrong things. But the Bible teaches us that sin is also not doing the right things that God is calling us to do. Revelation 2, verse 5 says, Remember, therefore, from where you have fallen, repent and do the works you did at first. And so here God is speaking to the church at Ephesus. He, and this church had started out well with God. They were doing good things for him. Their love for him was strong. But they had fallen away from him. They were now not doing the right things that they used to be doing. And God is calling them back to doing the right things. He's being patient with them 
encouraging them to turn back. And since God is patient with us, we can learn to be patient with others. So let's just think for a minute this morning about how patient we are with the actions of others. When people do things uh, that irritate us or somebody at work makes a mistake and it impacts us, are we patient with them? Or a family member does or maybe doesn't do something that we think they should have done. They forget something. Are we patient with them? Are we the only ones that never forget something? Other people forget. We need to be patient. We need to be understanding with others in our lives. God is patient with us. I mean, we just think about that for a while, huh? Think about the last week. How many times have you done something that was not right? How many times have you had a bad attitude? How many times have you said something you shouldn't have said? How many times have you thought something you shouldn't have thought? God has been patient with us, and we need to be patient with others. God hasn't given up on us, and we <clears throat> need to be patient with those that he has put in our lives. Now, not, not only must we learn to be patient with others' actions, we need to be patient with others' words. It's not just people's actions. It's not just the things they do. One of the biggest areas that tries our patience is the things that people say. You think back about the last time somebody said something to you that made you want to say something back to them that was about not as nice as what they had said to you. That was a test of your patience. Proverbs 15.1, a very important verse, uh, says, A soft answer turns away wrath, but a harsh word stirs up anger. And so when somebody says something to you that's not very nice, perhaps it's said in an angry tone of voice, if we return that word, with a harsh voice, with an angry voice, we stir up, we escalate the situation. It makes things worse. But a patient person responds with a gentle word. A patient person breaks the cycle. And so we need to be learned to be, to be patient with other people's words. God is patient with our angry words. Have you ever been angry at God? I have. Has God ever done something that irritated you? He said, why did you do that? Or why did you allow this to happen? Well, <clears throat> if you're here today and I'm here today, we've been angry and we're still alive. Lightning hasn't struck us. Jesus was patient when people insulted him. God is patient with us, even when we say things we shouldn't say. 1 Peter 2.23 says, when he, that is Jesus, was reviled, he did not revile in return. When he suffered, he did not threaten, but continued entrusting himself to him who judges justly. And so when we are insulted or somebody says something angry to us, what is our natural reaction? Our natural reaction is to retaliate, to, to give in return, to do unto others as they do unto us. That's in the Bible, right? No, it's not. Uh, we do unto others as we would have them do unto us. We, our natural inclination is to do unto others as they do unto us. Somebody does me wrong, I'm going to do them wrong back. I'm going to seek revenge. But Jesus didn't do that here. And so when somebody does something or says something to hurt you, our natural reaction is to threaten to get even. But Jesus didn't do that. And we need to learn to be like him. When somebody is impatient with us, 
and angry with us, our natural reaction is to be impatient with them, to point out some of their failings as well. But that perpetuates this cycle of anger. It stirs things up. It, it threatens the relationship. God wants us to break that cycle, to return good words for words that aren't so good, to be patient with others. Patient with others as God is patient with our critical words. Sometimes people are critical of God. They question whether he is doing the right thing or whether he's done the wrong thing. Now, God wants us to pour out our hearts to him. He wants us to be honest with him. Even when we have some critical thoughts. David was, we just one example of many in the Psalms, Psalm 13, verse 1. How long, O Lord, will you forget me forever? How long will you hide your face from me? David felt like God wasn't paying any attention to him. He felt like God wasn't listening to him, that God had forgotten him, but God hadn't forgotten David. Uh, David just felt that way, and, and God was patient with David in leading him back to himself. God is patient with us as well. Now, a patient person really is a peacemaker, and God has called us to be peacemakers in relationships. He hasn't called us to stir up relationships, to break relationships. He's called us to be peacemakers. And so a patient person recognizes that God is in control. A patient person recognizes that they don't have to return angry words with angry words. A patient person recognizes that they don't have to set everybody straight. That God can work in people's lives. A patient person is interested in building relationships. A patient person seeks to understand what that other person is going through. Maybe they're undergoing a difficult situation in their life. And that's why they're upset. That's why they're angry. And you need to be patient and think about how you can help them in whatever they're going through. Their words are a window to what's going on in their soul. And so an angry person has something going on that they need God's help with. They don't need anger in return. They need gentle, patient words. And so we need to learn to be patient with other people's actions, with their words, and with their attitudes. Uh, sometimes it's not somebody's actions or words that hurt us. It's, it's something harder to put your finger on. It's it's their attitudes, and attitudes are conveyed in a, a number of ways. They're a reflection of a person's internal thoughts. And what we're really talking about here is when somebody has what we would call a bad attitude that tries our patience. How, how should we respond? Colossians 1 verse 11 says, May you be strengthened with all power according to his glorious might for all endurance and patience with joy. And so we need God's power to work within us so that we don't respond in simply a human fleshly way, so we respond by the Spirit of God. We need God's power so we have patience and endurance. Sometimes we need to endure some of the wrongs that come into our lives. We need to be patient with those things in order to see a change in the relationship. Now, there are all kinds of bad attitudes we might have to deal with. We're going to look at two this morning. God is patient with us even when we're discouraged. Sometimes we may face challenging situations in our lives and, and things don't seem to be going right and we're prone to discouragement. Now, as believers, we should be full of encouragement, but sometimes we get discouraged. And 
sometimes there are people around us who are discouraged. And sometimes it's a test of our patience when there's a person who's discouraged and we can't seem to encourage them. And yet, we, mustn't never, we must never give up on people who are discouraged. We must be patient with them because God is patient with us. He understands what we're going through. He understands our weaknesses. And we need to understand other people have weaknesses. And sometimes we need to be there for them, be patient with them, even when they're going through difficult times. And even when they lash out at us for the things they're going through. Hebrews 4.15 says, For we do not have a high priest, speaking of Jesus, who is unable to sympathize with our weaknesses, but one who is in every respect, who in every respect has been tempted as we are, yet without sin. And so Jesus never sinned, but he faced every type of trial that we face. He faced every trying circumstance in life that we face. And so he's able to understand what we're going through. He's able to understand our weaknesses. And he's patient with us. He's patient when we're discouraged. He seeks to encourage us. When we're weak and we do things we shouldn't, he is patient with us. And so we should be patient with others, with the weaknesses they may exhibit, either in their actions, words, or attitudes. We also should be patient as God is patient with our slowness to learn. You know, when children or people are slow to learn, it can try our patience. Uh, and yet God is very patient with his children's slowness. Of course, this is obvious when you're raising children and you've told them, you know, once, twice, three times, four times, and it just doesn't seem to be sinking in. It's easy to lose patience. We kind of saw that in the video that we watched today. But God is patient with us. Think about Jesus. Think about the Apostle Thomas. He's often referred to as Doubting Thomas. You know, how would you have that label for centuries now? You know, he's in heaven and there's Doubting Thomas. But he's a believer and he's up there. Anyhow, after Jesus died on the cross, he rose from the dead. All the other apostles, disciples believed in him and yet Thomas was slow to learn. He said, unless I... You know, put my hand into the wounds on your side. I'm not going to believe. I just, I need proof. I'm, I'm not going to believe unless I really can touch you and see that you are truly alive. And so did Jesus lose patience with Thomas? He said, well, you know, everybody else has believed Thomas. You just go away. No, he was patient with Thomas. Verse 20, uh, John 20, 27, he said to Thomas, put your finger here and see my hands. And put out your hand and place it in my side. Do not disbelieve, but believe. So Jesus gave Thomas the evidence that he needed. He was patient with him. He worked, helped him work through his doubts. And what happened? Thomas believed. And so God is patient with us in the same way, with our attitudes, with our weaknesses. He knows what we're going through. He knows how difficult life can be. And he wants us to be patient with other people, to understand, have an understanding heart towards them. Now, a young man who had become a believer went to an older Christian to ask for prayer. And he asked the older Christian, will you please pray for me that I could be more patient with other people? I'm, I'm an impatient type of person. I get angry easily with other people. Please 
pray that I would have more patience. And so the older man agreed and said, let's pray right now. And so he began to pray. And he said, Lord, today send this, send this young man people that have some bad attitudes. And tomorrow, Lord, I pray that you'd send this, this young man some people that are, that are slow learners. And the next day, send him some people who are, say, things that are not so nice to him. And the young man said, oh, stop, stop, please. Uh, I, I didn't ask you to pray that God would bring people with problems into my life. I, I ask you to, to pray for patience for me. And the older, wise Christian was quiet for a while, and then he said, well, son, you need to understand it's through problems with people that we learn patience with people. That's how God teaches us. So now you know the reason that there are problem people in your life. Anybody have problem people in your life? Don't, no, nobody should raise your hand. I saw a husband here telling his wife, don't dare raise your hand. I won't say who said that, but I saw. There's no secrets here. <clears throat> so one of the reasons that you have a family is to learn patience. How do we respond? You know, when the, as we already mentioned, a child is told for the 15th time not to do something, and they do it anyway. We need to have patience. Uh, do we get angry? Do we escalate the situation? If our spouse does something that we don't like, uh, or are we patient? seeking to build a relationship rather than damage a relationship, seeking to think about what the other person is going through, why they responded in the way they did. Not defending ourselves, but thinking about love, love overlooking a multitude of fences, love seeking to build and grow the relationship. If we respond in anger, we perpetuate a cycle of anger, whether it's with our spouse or with our children. If we respond in anger or discipline our children in anger, we teach them to respond to others in anger. But if we're patient with them, not saying we don't discipline our children, but if we're patient and loving in our discipline rather than angry, we teach them to be patient. And all of the things that we're talking about in our physical families apply to our church family. God says that believers in a church family are brothers and sisters in the Lord. And in case you haven't figured out, we're not all perfect in the church family. Sometimes we do things that irritate one another. Sometimes we say things we shouldn't say. And God wants us to learn to be patient uh, with our brothers and sisters in our church family. As God is patient with us, we can be patient with others. And so patience is a, an essential character quality. It's a fruit of the Spirit that's going to help us to build and maintain healthy relationships. And when we struggle with being patient, we need to look at God and think how patient He is with us. And God wants us to learn to show that same patience with others in our lives, whether their actions their words or their attitudes tend to irritate us. God can help us to be patient because the opposite of patience is what? It's getting angry. It's having a short fuse. 
It's reacting. And that damages relationships, but patience can build relationships. And so ask God this morning to help you to develop patience in his life, and he will. And I know because you've all heard this message on patience, because I've taught this message on patience, we're all going to be challenged this week, uh, perhaps in ways we haven't been for a while. And so ask God to help you to recognize when a situation comes this week with somebody else that tests your patience, that you respond in the right way, that you're forewarned, that it's going to come and God's going to help you to grow in patience this week. Now, if you don't have a relationship with Jesus Christ, with the Prince of Peace, Jesus Christ, then you're going to have trouble with patience. Uh, you're going to have trouble being a, uh, a peacemaker. And so I want to give an opportunity, as we do every Sunday, for people to give their lives to Jesus Christ for the first time or to recommit their lives to Jesus Christ. Because he is the one who can forgive our sins. He's the one who can transform our lives. And so the prayer that we're going to pray is a prayer that admits that we've sinned. We've done wrong things. Secondly, we believe that Jesus died for our sins. That we might be forgiven and he rose from the dead. And we commit our lives to him as our Lord and Savior. So I'd like us all to bow our heads right now. We're going to pray. And if you'd like to commit your life to Jesus Christ for the first time or recommit your life to him, I'd like to just ask you to slip your hand up uh, at, to make a commitment that you're going to pray. I'm not going to ask you to come forward or anything like that. But if you're going to commit your life to Jesus Christ for the first time or recommit your life, just lift up your hand. All right, let's bow our heads and pray. Father, today, we thank you for Jesus. And today we admit that we've sinned. We've done wrong things. And we ask for you to forgive us. We believe that Jesus Christ died on the cross, took our sins upon himself that we might be forgiven. We believe he rose from the dead. And we commit our lives to following him as our Lord and Savior. And Father, today we also pray for those of us who are believers. We, we say, God, we, we need to be more patient. Forgive us for getting angry at times and impatient with other people, with their actions, with their words, with their attitudes. Thank you for how patient you've been with me. Give me the strength to be patient with the people that you allow to come into my life. And I see every relationship as an opportunity to learn, to grow in patience. I want to be a peacemaker. I want to build healthy relationships rather than tear them down. But help me to deal with any anger that's within myself and to learn to grow this fruit of the Spirit, this fruit of patience. Thank you that you're going to help each one of us this week. As you allow circumstances to come into our lives that test us, you're going to give us the strength to respond with patience. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.